a modern take on an old classic. Welcome to Modern Roots, the podcast to learn and explore old skills that have been lost over time to live a more natural and self-sufficient life. I'm your host, Alexis. Welcome. I'm happy you're here. Welcome to Modern Roots. Hello. Welcome. Hope you enjoyed that little mini intro. Sage wanted to be involved, so I told him he could he could do the intro. What did you think? Today, I really wanted to discuss a little bit about this cold and flu season. I think every single one of us has been hit with it or know somebody that got hit with it really hard this season. I think whether you agreed with the mask mandates or not is completely irrelevant. I think regardless, we can all agree that being in masks for two years really took a toll on our immune systems, which means that every little bit of germs, any kind of cold flu that's going around seems to really be extra contagious and kicking us all to the curb. So I thought it was important to kind of give you guys my tips and tricks. I did not avoid getting the cold and flu, but I feel like I had a few things that helped us get to the other side a little bit faster and most certainly helped to prevent our boys from getting it because they really went through it unscathed, which is awesome. A lot of these things too are a great thing to be using if you think you're going to be getting sick or kind of as the winter progresses, it's a great thing to just incorporate into your daily life. That's going to help prevent some of those ailments and slash make it significantly less if you do happen to catch something. So I think every single one of us could definitely use some of these tips and tricks moving forward into the cold and flu season. I think I'm going to break this episode up into two separate parts. The reason I want to do that is just because there is quite a few little things that you can do depending on what you're kind of trying to fight. And I think that it's important to break some of this information down into tangible, consumable pieces. That way you feel really prepared and knowledgeable moving forward with any of these tips and tricks. Okay, so here in part one, we are going to specifically focus on herbs in this episode. So all of these herbs are pretty easy to find. Either you can find them at your local grocery store, you can also find them at Bulk Barn, or you can order them online and I will give you a really fantastic resource for that one as well with really good quality herbs that you can trust. So let's get into it. The first one I want to talk to you guys about is echinacea. I don't know if you've ever heard of echinacea before, but it is an herb. It is a flower actually. It's very easy to grow. We can grow it here in Alberta during the summer seasons, which is really awesome. It is immune boosting, which is fantastic. It lessens duration as well as severity when you have a cold or flu. So it's something that you can take while you are actively sick and it's going to help you get through it a little faster. But Echinacea is also a fantastic product that you want to have kicking around that you can take on a daily basis to kind of have some of that prevention action as well. It's also antibacterial and antiviral, which are all things that of course you want during this cold and flu season. So maybe next summer when you guys are planning out what you're going to be growing in your gardens, maybe echinacea is one of those ones that you can toss in there. And then at the end of the season, you can slowly just pluck away at the flowers, dry them out and have them on hand during this cold and flu season. You can use it a couple of different ways. You can either buy it as tablets or as a tincture. I personally prefer it as a tablet, something easy, chewable for your kids. Echinacea doesn't taste awesome, so in a tincture form, it's a little bit less enjoyable. 
So when it comes to kids, it's not super awesome to be able to give them the tincture version. So I definitely recommend either getting it so that you can form it into a tea because it's pretty decent as a tea, or you can get it, like I said, in that chewable capsule form, which is really easy for the kids to be able to take too. It's completely safe for kids and adults to all consume, which is awesome. Okay, so the next one I want to tell you guys a little bit about is mullen. Mullen is also an herb, it's antibacterial as well as an anodyne, which means pain relief. That in conjunction with garlic oil is a fantastic thing to have kicking around for ear infections. Not sure if you've heard, but we are on a shortage of amoxicillin, which is what they give you for your kiddos if they have an ear infection. Obviously, it being the winter time, ear infections are a lot more common. And the last thing that we want to have happen is a kid having an ear infection and us having nothing to be able to give them. I honestly can't imagine. Both my kiddos have had ear infections in the last year. And I have to tell you, if you don't have something on hand, it is literally the worst thing ever. You are up all night long. They can't get any relief. You can't get any relief. It's the worst. So I highly recommend getting yourself some mullein. You can usually find it online. Like I said, I will make sure that I include the source. The one that I typically like to go on to be able to buy all my herbs is called Mountain Rose Herbs. They're all organic. They're all sourced properly. They're all taken care of, which is really fantastic. So you're always getting a good quality herb. So when you order your mullein, you're going to combine it with your garlic oil. So it's really quite simple. When you're making any kind of tincture, any kind of salve, anything like that. Don't get intimidated. It's really quite simple. It takes a little bit of time for them to all work together, but like I said, it's pretty easy to do. Mullen, what you're going to do is you're going to seep that in oil. So you're going to have, for example, I usually eyeball it, but about half of a small mason jar, one of those little half, half-sized ones, you would fill that with the mullen herb and then you would put oil all the way to the top. You can put any oil you want, anything that's, you know, safe to eat. So olive oil is fine, coconut oil is fine, grapeseed oil, avocado oil, any of those oils is completely fine. And then you're also going to create a garlic oil. Garlic oil, you can do almost the same way. What I would personally recommend is just literally cooking garlic in oil. Put it in your oven for a couple of hours, super low heat. Let it cook. As soon as it's done cooking, you're going to have these beautiful caramelized garlic, which you can use to eat for yourself. And then you're also going to have this wonderful garlic oil, which you are going to keep to combine with your mullein. And when your mullein oil is ready to go, which usually takes a couple of weeks, I'd leave it sit in the oil for at least two. You're going to combine those two things together label it, put it off to the side, and you're going to have a perfect little oil-based tincture that you can use for your kiddos in case of an ear infection. Or even if you're more comfortable with until you can get to a doctor and hopefully get a prescription for amoxicillin. But what you're going to do is you're just going to drip that stuff, that oil directly into their ear canal on both sides. And you're just going to lean their head off to the side so that it can really get in there. And then of course, once they sit up again, just kind of watch for any of that oil that might seep back out again. But that's going to help not only fight the infection that is in their ear because of the antibacterial properties, but also have that pain relief from the anodyne properties, which is exactly what we want. Okay, now the next one I want to talk to you guys about, you probably have it in your spice cupboard right now, and that's clove. 
Clove is such an amazing herb that we have so readily available, which makes it that much more amazing. Clove has antioxidant properties, supports healthy gut, reduces headaches, reduces fever, cough, and runny nose. So literally the full package for anything you might need when it comes to cold and flu season. But here's the real awesome part of it is it really doesn't taste bad either. So your kiddos or you are gonna have really no problem being able to take this herb. So there's a couple really easy ways to be able to take clove. One for adults more so is you can literally just put a piece of clove into the side of your mouth and you can just kind of suck on it. It does have some numbing effects, so it does feel a little bit weird. I don't personally enjoy it, but it is a quick fix if you're in a hurry and you just really need some relief, whether that's because you have a really bad cough or you have a runny nose. Like I said, just put a single piece of clove into your cheek beside your gum and just let it sit there, soak in. It will start working in a few minutes. Another way that you can also prepare your clove is by cooking it in either oil or in butter. I personally use ghee, which is just a separated version of butter. It just gets rid of some of that extra foamy, I can't even remember what it's called, but the extra kind of crap that doesn't really taste very good. So if you want to do it that way, it's much easier to give to your kiddos. So what you're going to do is you're going to take literally just one or two pieces of your clove into about a tablespoon or a teaspoon, sorry, of either your ghee or your oil, and you're gonna heat that baby up. You can do this in larger batches so that you have it kind of sitting around ready to go. And then you're gonna make sure it's nice and warm so that that clove can really seep in, get in there. Again, you can also do this in a large batch and put it straight into your oven. Leave it in there for about 30 minutes, 45 minutes on a super low setting so that you're not burning it. And let it just kind of seep into that oil or that butter. That way, when it's all ready to go, you can literally just take a teaspoon like you would take cough syrup. And again, it's going to have the exact same benefits that you would if you just put it straight into your mouth, but a little bit easier to consume and not that numbing feeling, which is great. If I'm speaking too fast or any of this isn't making any sense, please feel free to shoot me a message, shoot me an email, follow me on my Instagram, shoot me a message there and ask any questions to get any clarifications on any of these things that I'm talking about as well. Sometimes I feel like it's a little bit difficult to really break it down step by step when you know what you're doing. Sometimes you miss a little bit of something here or there. You don't explain it super clearly. So please let me know because explaining on this form of platform is really new to me. So please let me know if I can improve. I'd love to hear. That being said, let's move on to the next one. You've probably heard about this one as well, but in case you haven't, here it is. I will preface by saying all of these things are safe for kiddos. The only thing with this next one is that it does involve honey. So kids under the age of one should not have this just because children under the age of one do have that risk of botulism, which we obviously do not want to mess around with. So just keep that in mind. This is ginger, honey, and lemon water. Ginger is fantastic. It's anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral. It has so many incredible benefits, but obviously ginger can have a little bit of a bite. So eating it straight up isn't exactly the greatest. So what I love to do is put it all into some warm water. This is going to pull out all those extracts, those natural oils, those benefits 
from the ginger, from the lemon, and the honey, of course, for the sweetness, as well as the reduction from mucus buildup. It is 100% the winning trio. Ginger is obviously fantastic when it comes to nauseousness as well. So if you have any kind of gust inflammation, any disturbance in your stomach, that is going to help immensely as well. And then of course, the lemon having those immune boosting properties is always a plus. The way that I typically prepare my ginger, lemon, warm water, honey combination is typically I like to use fresh ginger. That's just me, but if you would prefer to use dried ginger, that's totally fine as well. You can also use essential oil. So if you have ginger essential oil or lemon essential oil, you can also use that in warm water for the same effect. Or if you would like to just use it more of a pre-prepared tea, I highly, highly recommend this amazing brand. It's called Traditional Medicine. You've probably seen it at every single one of the grocery stores that you normally go to. But honestly, unless you know it's there, you don't really look for it. It's very inexpensive and they do have organic, really good blends of different herbs that you can get pre-made, ready to go. One of those tea combinations is a lemon ginger tea. So that is just nice and simple. You can toss that in your warm cup, add a little bit of honey if you prefer, and call it a day. So that is a really fantastic option that you can look into as well. Like I said, they have tons of different ready-to-go blends. So if you're looking for a sleepy time tea, you're looking for a relaxation tea, any of those kind of things, they have some really fantastic combinations with good organic herbs that are properly sourced. They honestly have so many. I can't even get into it. So if you have, or if you feel more comfortable, I should say, my boys absolutely love ginger and honey and lemon in hot water. They just call it their little tea and it really helps if they're having any kind of cough attacks or any kind of discomfort really in their throat or in their stomach. It really does help. And of course, me and my husband just live on it whenever we're not feeling good too. So highly recommend, but again, not recommended for kids under the age of one. You can always just do warm water with just ginger and lemon in case you are wanting to give some relief to a younger child. You're just not going to get the benefits of the mucus reduction and the cough reduction from the honey. So we'll have to use something a little bit different. Clove would be a great option in that area. Clove is totally safe to use in small children. So the next one I'm going to talk to you guys about is elderberry syrup. Again, you've probably heard of it, but I just wanted to toss it out there for you guys just in case. Elderberry syrup is fantastic for immune boosting, reduces inflammation, and supports gut health. Gut health, of course, being one of the most important things that we need to do to be able to prevent getting sick and to move forward from being sick as well, because your gut is responsible for 70 to 80% of your immune system. So if we do not have a healthy gut, we do not have a healthy body, and we are way more susceptible to catching these colds and flus and elongating them more than we want to. So definitely start doing those preventative things to be able to get that gut nice and healthy so that you don't have to worry about this so much. So elderberry syrup is something that you can very easily find in almost any supermarket, any kind of health food store at all. But it's also a really simple thing for you to be able to make for yourself at home and significantly cheaper if you're buying in larger quantities. Usually if you're buying a single jar of elderberry syrup, 
it can go for upwards of over $20 depending on the size, which can go through pretty quickly, especially during cold and flu season if you're giving it to everybody in your family. So one way that you can do to offset some of that cost is to order elderberries separately in bulk and be able to prepare it for yourself and your family at home. The really awesome part about making your own elderberry syrup too is you have a lot more flexibility to add extra things and make it a little bit more of an all-encompassing product. So you can give your kids a bunch of different benefits all at once. I personally love to add cinnamon, clove, ginger to my recipe as well as honey to give it that little bit of extra sweetness on top of the benefits of honey. If you have a kiddo under the age of one, you can always swap out the honey for something like maple syrup just to sweeten it up and make it a little bit more enjoyable for your kiddos to consume. I personally don't really follow a recipe when it comes to the amounts that I'm putting of everything. You can really adjust the recipe to whatever you prefer. I would say less is more in dried form of ginger, cinnamon, clove. It can get really pungent, but you can start with about a teaspoon to you know, one and a half teaspoons of each of your different herbs, as well as about a quarter cup of honey and sweeten more as desired. Or if you're using maple syrup, maple syrup. This is something that's really awesome to be able to just have in bulk, get a bunch of those pop tops from the dollar store. It works great for this kind of thing. You can have a bunch stored either in your fridge or toss it in the freezer if you want, if you're worried about it going back too fast. But if you have a lot of kids or you're worried about that season, it's really an awesome prevention item that you can have elderberry syrup every single day without really having to worry about it. Everything we talked about today is very safe. There really isn't anything that you have to worry about in terms of side effects, which is fantastic, obviously, when it comes to using antibiotics and anything that you're getting over the counter you do have to worry about some of those side effects. So I really do love herbal medicine for this kind of thing, especially when it comes to prevention, because you can be really active with it. You don't really have to worry about taking too much of any of these things because there really isn't anything in them that could cause a disruption in your body. That being said, of course, I'm not a doctor. So please make sure that if you are concerned, you really do your research or you talk to your physician about anything that we talked about here today. I'm really grateful to be sitting down and talking about all these different things. Honestly, I'm so excited about it. It makes me really happy, brings me a lot of joy to be learning about all these things and trying to bring some benefit to other people around me. So I really hope that you got some value out of this. You learned something new. Like I said, this is part one of a two-part series. I'm going to be recording part two right away here, so it should be available at the exact same time. I just wanted to make it a little bit more digestible a little bit smaller pieces so that you can learn each section and hopefully not get too overwhelmed in one big sitting. So I hope that this brought you some value. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next part. Take care.